Hello, and welcome to another exciting bonus episode of Suck My Fanfic. Today's episode is hosted by some really great people over at the Movie Seller Podcast. They have a VHS collection, an internet connection, and uninformed opinions. There's some funny guys to listen to and really nice people to interact with as well. I must say, the fic they chose is personally my favorite kind. Take the energy and crazy creativity from one of my favorite fics that we've read on the show, National Treasure 3, and that's what they found. I'm certain you're going to enjoy this episode. Thank you guys for hosting, and to you, dear listener, we all appreciate the listens. Enjoy. Welcome to Suck My Fanfic, where we have a fanfic selection. An awkward erection and <laughs> uninformed opinions. Oh. My name is Dan. I'm I'm glad that you kept that secret until until now. You like the, that? Yeah. Tell the, them who you are because oh, this yeah, isn't I'm our George. show. They don't know. I'm George, and I'm producer Chris. And uh, we are not Ryan or Alex, the normal hosts of Suck My Fanfic. We are the hosts of a terrible movie podcast about VHS collections, and it's called The Movie Seller. But they generously offered us the opportunity to fill in for them, which leads yeah, very me to cool. believe very cool. they are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> that it's, or still, they just, it's still a fun idea. They, they don't have, listen to us. I think they do. I think they're just like, you know what? We're out of options. <laughs> so we're going to go with these idiots. But I'll I'm excited it. about it. Yeah, dude, this is fun. This so is good. we've talked a little bit about fanfic on our show, um, which was totally triggered by suck my fanfic because i started listening to these guys and they're they're fucking great their show's awesome um sometimes they do well listen we're on their show so we don't need to say what they do but it got me stoked about fanfic and so then i started writing my fanfic which you know what do you guys think of that so far i'm digging it i'm digging it i enjoyed the first part more Okay. Because I got more of it. Well, the second it's part... It's very ambitious. Yeah, well, you know. You know me, man. Mr. Ambition. <laughs> <laughs> but the second part was tough. So my fanfic is... You can tune into our show and check it out. I think the first installment of it is in our King Kong episode. Um, But it's about... Anyway, it's about uh, Indiana really Jones. And he's older... And he's retired, and he's taken on a new adventure. So there's a bunch of crossover stuff, and we've only done two installments of it so far. Um, well, one probably has aired so far. <laughs> and uh, it's fun, though. I'm having it is, fun writing it. it. So uh, they asked us to do this show. And my initial thought was, hey, why don't we do two different fanfics based on fandoms of movies that we have done on our show. Because the way we do our show is we pick two different movies, and we talk a little bit about each of them, and then we flip a coin to decide which one we're going to do. Then we watch the movie while the show takes a brief intermission, and then we come back and talk about the movie like straight out of our heads, like just because we're idiots and we can't remember anything. So the best way to talk about a movie is right after we watch it. <laughs> and even then it, it, it doesn't go well. Right. <laughs> even then the we're like, uh, what was Jack Nicholson's character? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, yeah. 
But I thought, what better way to... What what would be better than doing something immediately after than doing it live on the air? So this is almost like our show, except for we're going to read a fanfic on the air and can react as we read it. Right? You dig that? I dig it. I you're, thought... you're saying we. Are we reading it? Well, or... I thought I would read it. Thank you. And you I, guys I can react. Right, but I didn't know as if you were like, you know... English class gonna like hand out like <laughs> hand it around. I could hand it around. No, no don't. But I've been working. We're good. So I've been working on some voices. Oh so- man. Oh man. <laughs> and anyone who God. knows our show also knows I do the worst impressions. He does in a great the world. Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you'll be spared of my Christopher Walken in this episode because I don't have any Christopher Walken. But anyway, I okay. I found. The most perfect fanfic I have ever seen. Now, to be fair, I have not read a lot. (laughs) But I found this fic and I was like, there's just no way. We're not flipping a coin. Like, we're going to read this fic. So that's the plan now. Is this is the, this is what we're. I thought we were flipping a coin. We're not though. So, unless you brought another fic to read. Because this is the only one. I mean, I can find one. Like, or does it have to be fanfic every time? I don't know. This is... Okay, to be fair, anyone listening, this is mostly Dan's thing. (laughs) And we are just here for the fucking ride. No, you're here for the reaction. That's like, (laughs) that's going to be the best part, okay? Because I'm just doing fucking story time. But you guys are the ones who are going to, like, actually interact with it and be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Am I going to understand So are we, like, doing riff tracks? Is this, like... Yeah, basically, basically like riff tracks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, So before we get into it, though, I do want to ask you guys a question because I've heard it said a few times with people talking about fanfic is like, you know, we like to we like to write fanfic and there's like writers out there like George R.R. Martin and some other people who maybe aren't super keen on it because it's their characters and it's their properties and you're kind of fucking with their stuff. And then other writers who were like, no, this is fucking great. You're taking my things and doing your own stuff with it. And, you know, a lot of people talk about why you do fanfic. And and the reasoning is like, why build a whole world if there's already a world that you like and characters that you like and you can just build new stories for them. So the deal is like, it makes it sound like writing fanfic is easier than coming up with your own ideas. But I would like to offer a counterpoint to that, which is... In other ways, it's much harder to write fanfic than it is to write your own stories. Because if you're writing, like, say, in the Star Wars world, right? You have to know every fucking thing about Star Wars canon to actually write a story that fits into that world. That's a lot harder than just, like, making it up as you go. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You gotta, like, research and shit. That's why, like, Mormonism is a tough religion, right? Because <laughs> it's like, you gotta make that shit jive with an existing religion versus just like Scientology where you can just make it up fresh, you know? All right, all right. So, what do you think? Do you think it'd be easier to write fanfic or easier to just write your own story? Write like, your own story. You, think you can so? just make it up on the go. I, that's I, I don't, I don't know. Writing's not really hearing my your, thing. hearing your fanfic and how you've incorporated you know, stuff about Indy. Am I allowed to talk about yeah, it? Talk about talk, it. Stuff about Indiana Jones. Yeah. And then stuff from Bill and Ted. I don't remember yeah. his name. 
Rufus. 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 Yeah. In the way you worked it in, that sounds a lot harder than saying you put two movies together. You know what I mean? In and your like, own way. And then, like, I had to do a bunch of research about archaeology. Oh yeah, man, you about, had a bunch like, of good stuff know, in there. So it took a lot. It, it took a lot more time to actually do all the research to piece it all together yeah. than it did to actually just if I were to just make shit up. Right. Exactly. Um. So. That So that's just something I wanted to put out there because I'd heard a bunch of times people say, well, it's easier to just start with existing characters. But I don't know that that's entirely true unless you're like balls deep into a fandom where you don't even need to think about the canon. Like I could probably write an office, the office fanfic pretty easily because like I basically know those characters like they're my friends. Like I talk to them, they're in my head. <laughs> right? That's normal. I can right? see how I can see how it would be. I can see how it would be easier if you're not really using your imagination or really trying to draw lines between movies and stuff. Like you're right. you're really going deep with it, so I see that being a lot harder than. And it depends on how big of a world that is built around that particular, you know, fandom. Like Star Wars would be a hard one to yeah, put massive. a story into, um, because there's a lot of rules already built now. They've done a shit job even maintaining their own rules within their own canon. Uh, but then there's other things like The Office where it's not really tied to anything else. And it's it probably wouldn't be that hard to like just make a story about one day at The Office. As long as you just remember like, you know, Meredith's an alcoholic. Right. You know, right. right. Um, Have you ever read any of the Star Wars books? No. Those are no longer canon, right? Since Disney um, acquired Star Wars? I think that that's right but i don't think they were all canon to begin with i think there right. was like a whole section of them that were and then a whole bunch of other just people loving star wars and that's an interesting point too like where's the line on fanfic versus canon and i guess it really just depends on who owns the property right and then they count it you know not. depending on the fandom like you know comic books man like how many different spider-man timelines are there that are completely separate Right. You know what I mean? But that almost makes, like, a Spider-Man fanfic would be easy because you could just be like, oh, this is in, like, U-62 or something like that. I think U-62 is the station on the movie UHF, but... That's a, that's a good That's <laughs> it's a, a great movie. movie. <laughs> to, be fa- to be fair, the only fanfic I've ever heard is yours. Yes. And so, so it's the best, like, by default, it's the best it's fanfic It's literally the best heard. fanfic Well, I've that's because you haven't heard this one yet. So, I think we cannot prolong this anymore we have to get into it it's a long uh piece i have gotten permission from the guys to read the whole thing and i feel like it's necessary because i honestly believe um that the written word exists because we need stories like this so this fanfic fits into it does fit into the way we do our show because we do flip coins but there was one time before we started flipping coins. And what was that movie? Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. But there's also been one time that we said fuck it to the coin. But that's irrelevant. The okay. first time we did our show, we did not flip a coin. We introduced the coin flip because George makes shitty movie picks. <laughs> <laughs> but you before... introduced it and then we stuck with it. Before yeah, that's true. <laughs> but before we started the coin flip, we did Apocalypse Now. I have found <laughs> Oh, God. An Apocalypse Now fanfic. Oh, <laughs> is this going to make me tired? Oh, no. This is okay. this is extraordinary. Uh, it will get you truly 
into the mind of madness in a way Yay. that you've never been able to before. It is a crossover between Apocalypse Now. Let me just tell you the title of it and see if you can guess. Or why don't you guess first? Any guesses? How would that? It what, could be anything. Any, just throw something out Austin there. Austin Powers. Oh, I like that. No. You got one, Chris? <laughs> no. Barbarella. Fuck it. <laughs> That's a the fuck up fanfic. Uh, no. Let me tell you the title. Deliverance. Instead of uh. Apocalypse Now, it... Oh, God. Deliverance <laughs> and Apocalypse Now is just like, by the time you're done, you, you would kill You'd yourself. be dead. Yeah. 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 Uh, the the title of the like story is Lasagna Now. It is a crossover between Apocalypse Now and... And everybody's favorite Monday hating cat, Garfield. <laughs> what? It is awesome. A Garfield Apocalypse Now crossover fanfic. How do you even? All right, I'm I'm excited for this. This is by a gentleman named Lucas Filoni, and I found it on fanfiction.net. It is possibly the greatest thing ever written. So, are you guys ready? Yes. I am. I, this is exciting. <laughs> I'm so confused about so there's what a, you've already said. There's, so a, like, there's, I, I a little bit, there's a little bit of difficulty because he doesn't really write Garfield like Garfield's normal, like, oh, I have blah, 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 kind of self. He gets excited sometimes. So, when I do my voices, it's going to be a little oh, tough to try voices. to cross. You know, there's people talking, so I got to do voices. <sighs> All right. Usually that's done with inflection, we'll not see. voices. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. boy. Okay, here we go. Setting. America, several months after the Twin Towers have fallen. Nighttime was lushing in the dark sky as the big high school football game was nearing its end. Garfield High School and Garfield are down by one touchdown. All they need is one more and they win. Many important people are watching this very serious game. Wait, Every- if yep. they're down by one. <laughs> yep. Then they don't just need one to win because that would just tie it. Maybe they're down by like five. Okay, that's probably what it is. They're not okay. being overly detailed here. If you're gonna pick the minutia apart, this is gonna be a long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Many important people are watching this very serious game. Everyone is rooting for the home team, Garfield's team. Garfield huddles up with his fellow jocks of football butt buddies. All right, everyone, one more touchdown and we'll win the big game. And we get to go home with our sexy cheerleader girlfriends. I know I got my eyes on cutie five cheese over there. The Chad jockeys go googly-eyed as Garfield glances at the blushing and fertile lasagna in the stands, steaming with delightful lust at Garfield's peak (laughs) of masculinity. Why am I grossed out right now? (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) My face is moving muscles all on its own <laughs> in weird contorted directions. No problem, Garfield. Just pass the ball to me and win the whole game. Yeah. Screams out Garfield's old high school buddy, Kenny, from the B movie. No, Ken, you fool. Everyone knows I'm the quarterback, so that means I get the ball, says Garfield in ballsy manner. Sorry, Garfield. I should have known better. Uh, Ken replies, and useless football player. By the way, Ken is voiced by the guy who plays Putty on Seinfeld or uh, Kronk on Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to go for that here. So here's the plan. I throw the ball and I catch it, Garfield says, like a man, 
American strategist Tom Brady of the New England Patriots, best known as Garfield's Apprentice. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Garfield, you know that's physically impossible, right? Says one of the unimportant players in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Enough. Let me show you what is possible in the land of the free, Garfield says in Patriot Act. They all combine their massive booty-grabbing hands together and form an epic handshake that makes them quiver with pride. Ugh, that is a disgusting <laughs> word. Quiver? Is, yeah, man. This whole thing so far is just like someone creepily repeating moist. <laughs> good, good. They haven't even gotten like... It's they're still playing football. We're like this is a fucking apocalypse now. We're in a remember we're in an oh. this. break. Everyone yells out as they all get <laughs> into their positions. It's fourth down, and they're ten yards away from the goal line of scoring a big win for their for their school. Ouch, that's a rough play. Everyone in the stands cheering for Garfield. Meanwhile, Garfield absorbs the pressure. So cool, like a sponge sucking up pasta sauce from John's Italian nights back home. Blue 42, Blue 42, Jim Davis, Jim Davis, hike, Garfield says, while his fellow footballers rush into their opponents, protecting their quarterback. Garfield throws the ball high into the air, and with Jerry Rice-like speed, he knocks away everyone who stands in his way from catching the ball. The time on the clock has run out, and if Garfield doesn't catch the ball, their 99-0 winning streak will be over. Garfield eyes the ball like a hawk watching its babies. As the football spirals down into the end zone, while Garfield has his meaty paws open, touchdown. The crowd goes wild for Garfield as they win big game of football. So he threw it to himself? Yes. That's the whole point of the last <laughs> Is that a legal play? <laughs> yeah, man, why not? Of course it is. Stop with the technicalities, by the way. But yeah, why wouldn't that be legal? Man, I want to see someone do that. <laughs> Garfield kneels for three whole national anthems. With his arms up and painted like World Trade Center buildings. <laughs> oh my god. This one's for you, Very Twin Towers. Bit. Garfield roars at the stands, expressing his love for his country. The stands become silent from Garfield's performance. Suddenly, a crippled child hobbles out between adults and starts singing. <laughs> America, America. The stands erupt into song as Garfield sheds a single tear he will ever make in his life. God shed your grace on thee. Indeed, God was shedding his grace that night. High above the Colosseum, a lonely black man begins to clap. Kenny holds his tears with American pride. You're the most patriotic man I've ever met, Garfield. I did it, Ken. I won. Garfield celebrates with solo team effort. Now that we won the big game, my father can finally accept me for the achievements in my life, Kenny says to Garfield as he looks into the stands, seeing his father, Lord Farquaad, giving his son a thumbs up. <laughs> you know Lord Farquaad, I don't right, remember. Guys? From Shrek. Shrek, yeah. Oh. The lonely black man from above opens the door of his blimp and free falls from the sky. He crashes into the football field like a meteor wanting Garfield's autograph and shatters the dirt. The man created a small crater, and while he walks out of it, approaching Garfield and his teammates. You, uh, won the big game. I'm proud of you. It was none other than the 44th president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. What are you okay. doing? What, right. <laughs> what are you doing here, Obama? Garfield asks Obama. Was... <laughs> really? That's who we asked? Yes. 
It sounds like maybe Garfield might be a little bit of a Republican. He calls him Obama. You know? It seems a little... I don't know. What are you doing here, Obama? Yeah, He's Obama. Oh, C-O-M-B. Okay. Gotcha. It's, it's clear in the text I, here. I love that it's a couple months after... 9-11. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is going to... You're going to find out. I was uh, watching you boys to test your skills. And so I'm drafting you two into the CIA. Obama points at Garfield and Kenny. CIA, but I don't even pay my taxes. Garfield throws up a deuce like the libertarian badass he is because he was inspired by the infamous Ron Paul, social outcast. <laughs> Respect to Ron Paul. <laughs> Does it really say that? No, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, really you better, that. or else, Mr. Cat. Obama intimidates at Garfield while Mich- this I'm not really I don't love Michelle Obama in this one while Michelle Obama is behind her husband pulling a thousand curl ups with her massive unit sized arms. So apparently Obama or Michelle Obama has big muscular arms. Kenny immediately shits his pants like baby. <laughs> with an audible squish at the side. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Garfield, however, <laughs> fart jokes, man. Like poop jokes will always get you. Oh, you got dude. The poo on me. I just saw that. <laughs> Immediately shits his pants with like audible like, squish, squish. Not like a soiled diaper baby, but like soiled diaper baby. <laughs> Garfield, however, knows this opponent would be no match for his strength, but didn't feel like wasting the energy on such an emotional day. I'll uh, take that as a yes. Obama assumes by smell. Pack your things, kids. You're going to Nam. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're going to Nam, man. Presidentially says 44th President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, who is not related to Osama bin Laden. In case you were wondering. Does it say that? No, no I just didn't know if you guys were unsure. No, I knew that. They're not related. I mean, I'm dumb, but... <laughs> hey, can we pause? Yeah, why? I just gotta pee really bad. Oh, but I... I'm sorry, man. Alright, we're back from George's pee break. Um, so we're like, we, we've gone through the high school football game. What do you guys think so far? Are you guys into it? I'm digging. You already asked me that question. I know, but I didn't ask you on the air. I know. It's definitely better than yours. You you know what? You don't have to fucking compare it to mine, man. Come (laughs) on. (laughs) Yours is the only one I know. That's my basis of comparison. So by default, his is now the worst one you've ever heard. Fuck. This is a true story. All right, we gotta get you some more fanfic so I can at least move up the ranks. I mean, this I, you can't compare me to this, man. I told you, man. The written word exists for this story. It's so far, right. it's really fucking good. So we it's left gross, off with uh, Obama telling them they're going to Nam. All right, so here we are with Kenny. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, this is dude, like this is intense. What'd you think? It's a fucking apocalypse now. I know, but like, you think the they time... were gonna go to the playground? I I don't know. Like the whole time frame is just fucking with me. All right, Nam, but my mother is dead, sir. Kenny said, with Whale of Orphan. <laughs> what the fuck does that other do said? That's everything to do with it. Michelle, uh, take them to the chopper. Yes, Obonga Chunga, Michelle says. <laughs> what? <laughs> and take them to the chopper sounds like Arnold. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. How does, what does Arnold sound like? I don't do Arnold voice. I don't do any voices. Get, Get to, to the, the chopper. chopper. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chopper. 
Yes, Obanga Chunga, Michelle says, <laughs> with bicep, as she grips both our heroes in her steel folds and flings them in 27 exact backflips into a 1967 <laughs> exactly. U.S. Air Force regulation helicopter, and it takes off, guns blazing. The helicopter mows down everyone in the stands, except for Kenny's father, who had his legs shot off and had to film an important movie called Shrek. <laughs> wow hey man you can't kill the guy he had his legs chopped off and he needs to film shrek that's why lord farquaad is so short i mean i gathered and that shit is getting put together whoa i love you obama signs michelle with the veins in her underarms i guess i didn't <laughs> she, it was a she signed with her veins so i guess i didn't even need to do a voice so like a, like like a neon sign but veins like <laughs> pumping out of her arm i think her veins turned into like a hand and then she did sign language with her vein hands <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh yes obama said with love of which you oblige to a child with ass cancer what? what is i'm lost right now <laughs> he was like kind in his response to his wife but like in a kind of like pathetic <laughs> way like, oh you're so sad oh um, i get it now I all right let's get, get back on track here so michelle let's go of garfield and kenny as they look at the president with not so concerned eyes gentlemen and uh michelle i brought you here today for an important <laughs> mission Obama says with serious intent on killing someone. I uh, have serious intent on killing someone. (laughs) Perfect setup. Oh, I love it. I will let my advisors brief you on your mission. Obama tells the heroes. Is my Obama impression anywhere? It's the best impression you've ever done. Good, 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 good. It's it's Keenan Peele's impression. (laughs) That's all right. A man in an office chair slowly turns around facing everyone and speaks. Oh, who is this man? I forgot. Uh, your target is to kill a renegade general who is hidden in the dense jungle of Laos. He used to be one of our greatest commanding officers during the Vietnam War until he decided to go AWOL with the rest of his men. His name is General Robert Roddington, better known as Robbie Rotten, says the man who looks like Harrison Ford from Star Wars, even though he's not Harrison Ford in this story, because the author could not afford the funds to get his name for a parody, despite it costs nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy that. I enjoy that thoroughly. What do you mean, Steve? Garfield asked Harrison Ford. (laughs) What I mean, Garfield, is that you have to somehow get behind enemy lines and assassinate this man with extreme prejudice, explains Steve. Does that mean I can be racist? Asked Garfield. No. We'll drop you <laughs> off at the rendezvous point. There you will Just meet no. up. No. <laughs> you will meet up with three other CIA agents who will help you along your journey, Garfield. Steve instructs to Garfield. It uh, seems to me that the rendezvous point is right below us. Godspeed, Garfield. And Kenny. Obama says, as he commands Michelle Obama by using her muscles to flex Garfield and Kenny out of the helicopter. <laughs> he uses un- her muscles yeah. to flex yeah. them. <laughs> he commands her to like just pop them out, like like off a. You ever steal someone's bounce on a trampoline? No, not steal their bounce, but the opposite of that, where you like give them a the, boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what she did with her fucking muscles. <laughs> wow. I don't get that. Like, is Michelle known as like a muscular woman? 
I don't know. I don't either. But, you know, it's weird. It's fun to picture her that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. The two fall down a 500,000-foot elevation drop to the ground, <laughs> landing hands and feet like superheroes. Except for Kenny, who lands on his hands like sexy gymnast. So, picture that, I guess. <laughs> they, he does this a lot in the story where he's like, they did this. There's like two of them. Like, they both did this, except one of them didn't. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of so being like, Garfield landed this way and Kenny landed that way. Um. Okay. Ah, you finally arrived, said one of the CIA agents. My name is Stan Smith from American Dad. Maybe you've heard of me, says Stan Smith. Do either of you watch American Dad? I, I have. I Not enough to... I don't really watch it. Uh, I looked him up so I could maybe get an idea of his voice. He sounded kind of like a very... That's the big chin, the main American, character, right? Like Dan Rather almost, but younger. So, I don't know. Um... Sorry, I only watch Louder with Crowder, Garfield explains in changing his mind. Correct, Stan says. I want you to meet the rest of the crew. This is my first mate, Black Dynamite. Stan points to the man behind him as his own theme song plays in the background. Dynamite! Dynamite! (laughs) I don't know if that's right. (laughs) There's a theme song. Andy's called a first mate in the CIA. Yeah, This is amazing. (laughs) He's Black Dynamite. I wasn't reported we were going to have a cat with us. Black Dynamite intimidates Garfield, which does not work at all. (laughs) (laughs) Listen here, urban commoner, Garfield says with non-care. The only thing you got to worry about is this orange ass getting to the target. Normally, Black Dynamite would punch the ever-living shit if anyone talked to him like this. You got a lot of guts, Garfield, and I respect how big your power level is. You dig? Black Dynamite tells Garfield. I feel nervous using the Black Dynamite voice. It, I, it, it must feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. But what am I you, gonna do? Not me. What am I gonna do? You know, I I gotta do the voices. <laughs> but uh, do you have to do that voice? That's his voice, man. Does it say that? No. It says Black Dynamite's a character. A real character. Oh, a real movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. You play Yu-Gi-Oh well, Black Dynamite. You're a cool cat after all. Don't know where the Yu-Gi-Oh thing came from. <laughs> Garfield replies as he gives Black Dynamite a powerful handshake of power. <laughs> Coolios, Stan also replied. And last but not least, I'd like to introduce you to the Bronze Kneecap. Greetings, the- you fools. I am the Bronze Kneecap. Is that from, like, the... Fairy, dude, fairly odd parents. Yeah, that one. I knew I'd heard it. Good job, man. Um, greetings, you fools. I am the bronze kneecap. That was a delayed air high five. Thank you, sir. (laughs) I am the bronze kneecap, and my big bronze kneecap will aid you in your quest. The bronze kneecap shouts in the fashion of bronze kneecap. Lasagna sauce. Now that we let the audience know your names, let the games begin. Garfield says with awesome laughter. Witty as everyone laughs while Kenny doesn't understand the joke. <laughs> what game, Garfield? Kenny is the best character. <laughs> <laughs> what game, Garfield? Says Ken in confusion. Comprehending your inferior brain, Ken. Now let's go, says Garfield. He and the rest of the crew proceed to wander into the jungle for a little while, admiring the view of its breathtaking acres of jungle spanning all around them. (laughs) They wander into the jungle. (laughs) Yup. 
love this so much. <laughs> I told you. I fucking told you. Oh my god. All right. The birds chirping happily with sounds mixing crackling gunfire and the sensational smell of napalm, napalm in the morning decimating the landscape. You called it, Chris. Well done, my friend. Suddenly, a kitty soldier runs up to the crew screaming, "Get down!" screams the a soldier. Kitty? A kitty soldier. Like, like, a, like a like a little cat or a kitty like a, a kitty, little like kid. like a little cat. K I T T Y. Like a little kid cat. Wow. <laughs> Get down, screams the soldier, pushing everyone down to the ground That's as a volley of bullets. Voice. <laughs> as a volley of bullets whiz over their heads, Garfield stands like cool badass as the bullets pass by him and even flicks one out of the air like a mosquito. <laughs> Where are we? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? Fine voice. Where are we? <laughs> Squeals Kenny and Child. I love that. That's, what's his tone of voice? Child. Squeals Kenny <laughs> in child. That's awesome. Welcome to fucking fuck you, fucker, screams the soldier. <laughs> oh my god. Scream, oh. Scream, screams the soldier oh, normal in his soldier <laughs> <in the world. laughs> What is happening? Did you ever think you hear normal saying fuckity fuck you, fucker? <laughs> no. Who said that Garfield tries to get out before a Viet Cong sniper bullet ruptures through Nermal's head? Oh, wow. Nermal's head splits <laughs> wide open from the bullet like a water balloon through a paper shredder. And spray- <laughs> That's a good visual. <laughs> and sprays all over the feet of the crew, except Garfield because he is clean kitty. <laughs> Meh, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. Garfield shrugged his forgetfulness. This is too much. <laughs> shrugged at his forgetfulness and put it on timeout until it starts remembering things better. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, forgetfulness. You're in timeout, oh, bitch. Man, I wish I could just make my forgetfulness wear like a dunce cap or something. Right? A man walks up to the. He, it would forget why it was wearing the dunce cap. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> A man walks up to the crew, stomping on top of Normal's puny corpse <laughs> with a shit ton of blood gushing out like a river. God dang it. Hank Hill wipes the thin layer of brain matter. Oh yes. Hank Hill wipes the thin layer of brain matter off his combat boot. I'll just clean my dang boots. Garfield steps on Normal's body. However, none of Normal's blood and guts touches Garfield. Even his physical form forgets about Nermal's presence. (laughs) 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 Fucking Nermal. Someone hates Nermal, man. Garfield. Yeah, it's true. Well, who in the the summer lawn smell are you? Garfield asked, even though he knew who Hank Hill was by seeing his name tag. Howdy, my name is Colonel Hank Hill of the Arlen Strickland Battalion. He chuckles, tipping his cavalry officer's cap with the Strickland propane logo instead of swords. Now get on, damn it. A chopper lands behind him with a choppy chop thud. The crew <laughs> The crew wastes no time. A choppy to chop thud. Right, right, right. The crew wastes no time to moonwalk onto the military heli and take off over the dangerous jungle. This is insane. <laughs> I told you, man, we would get deep into the mind of madness. <laughs> so what's the situation? Garfield asks with the wanting for info. The helicopter pilot responds. Fucking neighbor. What the hell's his name? 
I don't know. I thought it was. Have you? You've I thought seen? It was a char- I, yes, I get it now. But at first, I thought he was doing the voice from a character from um, Homestar Runner. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, if Homestar Runner was in this, that would be amazing. Uh, the helicopter is silent. Is Kenny from South Park? No, Kenny is from the B movie. They tell you that. It's. I told you it's Putty from Seinfeld, Kronk from uh, the Emperor's New Groove. That actor, I think it's David something. But uh, yeah, it's from the B movie. You know, oh, right, 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 right. They, uh, Seinfeld yep. does it. Yeah, the helicopter is silent, as not even Garfield, understander of millions of languages, could interpret <laughs> the strange dialect. Um, I didn't realize there were millions of languages. <laughs> Dude, he's like fucking C-3PO, man. I'm glad you have decided to hire the mentally disabled colonel, Garfield says with appreciation of diversity. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> colonel Hank sighs, can cracks, and cracks open an Alamo beer with the boys. What he says is, we can only go as far as the river. There you'll have to go by boat. That 70 Green Berets had to sacrifice themselves to put there for you. Psh, Green Berets, what pussies. Garfield chortles <laughs> with amusement. I'm uncomfortable with this. Yeah, that laugh kind of died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hell, SEAL Team 6 couldn't touch that dang river. Hank exaggerates. Even gayer. Garfield. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. really? I'm, oh, yeah. I'm as uncomfortable as watching the movie. All right, good. Well, then they're accomplishing their goal here. Garfield smirks with smirking as he pulls out a cannoli. <laughs> smirks with, with smirking. smirking. Yep. As he pulls out a cannoli and lights it with a lasagna decal Zippo lighter. <laughs> he looks over the view of the jungle. So he's got a cannoli he, like a cigar. Okay. But it's on fire. But he has a cannoli that's on fire. He's smoking the cannoli. Have, did you ever smoke, like, pretzel rods as a nope. kid? Me neither. <laughs> but I did. I didn't know you could smoke yeah, a you pretzel. Bite, you bite the ends off. So those thick ones, you, like, bite the ends off, and then you can light it. I mean, you can if you can haul air through it, you can light it on fire. You can smoke it, man. <laughs> you smoked a pretzel? So, yeah, man. I did. It was horrible. Don't do it. Um, oh, that's as good as this fucking story. All right, so <laughs> he looks over the view of the jungle, observing Colonel Hill's troops cleaning up the aftermath of a well-fought battle between the Marines and Viet Cong forces. Every Marine throws a pile of their bodies around a tiny village. Two fighter jets roar over the helicopter, dropping heavy canisters of napalm everywhere until all that can be seen was smoke and orange flames erupting. Yep, that there is a burn in VC, I'll tell you what. Hank says as he takes a long victory sip of his Alamo beer along with his pals. Dad, an FNG with a blonde buzz cut, leans from the co-pilot seat to address the colonel. He's kind of portly and reminds Garfield of, this sounds good, melted mashed potatoes with mustard on top. What the fuck? Is that, (laughs) is the napalm going to hurt the villagers down there? Well, you see, Bobby. Hank Hill takes a knee in the helicopter next to the young FNG. You gotta think about it like barbecue. FNG? I don't know what that means, because I'm not, not up on the military. Isn't Bobby Hank Hill's son? Yeah. Listen, man, this is a retelling. <laughs> <laughs> Alright? Uh, you gotta think about it like barbecue and steaks. When the enemy are steaks, you wanna cook it. Medium rare. Okay, Dad. The FNG says in a nasally gravel like asphalt going through puberty. <laughs> what the hell? Asphalt going through puberty? <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah, I guess. 
Uh, the chopper soon la- lands right where the boat is as Colonel Hill steps off along with Garfield and friends. Um, okay. Head up toward Chet to Lac and y'all be safe. I'm afraid this is where we part ways, Garfield. My wife Peggy is saving me some poontang back at HQ. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Hank chuckles softly. Well, off I go. He says, flying away from the crew. I'm sad to see Hank Hill go leave. But I assume that he's supposed to be like Kilgar, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Black Dynamite gets on the dual M60. Oh, I forgot all oh, Black wait, Dynamite. Wait, wait, wait. Um, as soon as the crew step into their boat, millions of Viet Cong gorillas attack from the trees. Millions. <laughs> millions. <laughs> from they the attack trees. from the trees. Dirt. In the water and under their shoes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, under dude. their Everywhere, shoes. Man. Just fucking coming up out of the ground, dude. Like, just fucking zombies no, But they're shit. on the boat. So, under their <laughs> shoes, they're on the up. boat. Well, some boats have the thing underneath, you know? Like, where you store, like, the, the tube. You know, when you go in tubing, you, like, you pull the tube out from underneath the boat. <laughs> what? <laughs> like oh, boy. You know. Except now there's, like, 100,000 Viet Cong in no, there. No, millions. <laughs> yeah, but they're all in the trees and stuff. I just mean in the boat. <laughs> Uh, no, it's millions in each location. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? Because it's millions total. So there could be a million in each spot, right? <laughs> I like to think of it that way. <laughs> and drive away. Uh, everyone rushes into the boat as they rev up the engine. So they haven't gotten into the boat yet. I thought they, I thought they did. Everyone rushes into the boat no, as no, they rev Go back. Okay. Go back. Rewind. The chopper soon lands where the boat is as Colonel Hill steps off along with Garfield and friends. It does, no, they're like on the ground next to the boat. No, keep going though. Then it's just him talking about getting poontang from Peggy. No, keep going. After and that. then it's as soon as the crew step. Oh, yes. As soon as the crew step into their boat. Dude, this story's shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, total continuity error. Everyone yeah, rushes. That's the one. That's the one that <laughs> yeah. we got to pick on. Everyone rushes into the boat as they rev up the engine and drive away while many more guerrilla soldiers surround the river. Black Dynamite gets on the dual M60 machine gun turret and opens fire while the bronze kneecap unleashes the fury of his own machine gun from inside his own kneecap. Kenny uses a rifle that overheats from the pressure of having to kill a man, making it useless. (laughs) Huh, I guess the guns really don't kill people. Kenny throws the rifle into the water in annoyance. Garfield karate chops every bullet in half that comes his way with precise speed, as if he was watching John cook his homemade spaghetti and meatballs. Um, Who? John? Garfield's owner? Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> precise speed like that. Like that, because you got to cook spaghetti with absolute, <laughs> the same precision speed it takes to karate chop a bullet in half. <laughs> They continue through the river with ease. As every bullet is fired at them, they return one back, making them dead in the process. Them, the bullets, I guess. Millions of Viet Cong fall and flop into the water like fish gasping for air. Fish gasping for air. Even though they can't breathe at all. Okay. I can't breathe, cries out one of the Viet Cong in broken English. You can't say that if you can't breathe. (laughs) And why would he yell in English? <laughs> George, stop. It's broken English, but I wasn't going to do broken English because I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> I just call Zach. Yeah, yeah right. 
Yeah, tell it to Ho Chi Minh, you rat bastard. Says Garfield pridefully. Wow. Uh, he didn't. He said rat bastard. That's not racist. No, I wasn't. Just... I wasn't making a comment about racism. I felt I Ho Chi Minh is yeah. Anyway, uh, says Gar. We have to accept that they're killing Viet Cong. Like that's part of it, right? Says Garfield pridefully, Americanized as he pinches the soldier's nose and throws them into a hill, leaving a large crater afterwards. From the nose. From the yeah. nose, yeah. There's a nose pinch throw. You've never done the nose pinch throw? I Your haven't. fucking schnoz could take a nose pinch throw. Oh my god. Leave a crater behind. It could. Uh, Garfield turns around with a grin, only to see Captain Stan Smith on the floor, who is shot in the arm. Everyone stops fighting, including the enemy. Fo- the enemy focus their attention on Garfield's amigo. Listen to that sentence again. Everyone... Stops fighting, including the enemy, focus their attention on Garfield's amigo. <laughs> that is wordsmith. Broken that English. That is fucking, that is beautiful wordsmithing. Oh no. That's wordsmithing. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> wordsmiting. More like it. <laughs> oh no, my American pride has been stained. I don't deserve to live, says American Dad Stan with broken dreams like Orphan. What uh, what are we going to do, Garfield? Asked Kenny in negative five morale. We can't bring him back to the hospital. The ambulance can't drive on water. Watch this. Garfield flips over a cover with a button on it as he presses it, suddenly revealing a giant black wormhole with the scale to compare to Garfield's appetite. Always hungry. I'm always one step ahead of everyone, including you, Garfield says, pointing at you, the reader. <laughs> okay. Well, it's just, we're, we haven't even reacted to this, because this is how deep into the story we are. He just opened a wormhole on the boat, well, I... and then points through the fourth wall, the fourth wall, Chris, <laughs> not the fifth wall, not the ceiling, <laughs> Fuck everyone. through the fourth wall, and he says... He's ahead of even you. This do you is do the one little finger shit. song with Henry? Point to the ceiling, point to the floor. I mean, I don't want to say that you could improve on Apocalypse Now, but I don't remember Apocalypse Now breaking the fourth wall. That's all I'm saying. Or having a wormhole that you could just open. It's that's, always hungry, but not hungry or enough to eat the thing that's that you've right. got it held inside. Man, so many great points are being made. <laughs> Stan is sent through the wormhole into the infirmary as Garfield is the captain by default. Uh, that's another word, weirdly worded sentence, which everyone already knew. Stan makes his peace before he passes out like the not-as-funny alien from his show American Dad and says, Oh, good. Now I will make gross babies with a blonde in Rhode Island named Chris and Mog. Like Family Guy, says the bronze kneecap. Stan flips him the bird. It flips him the bird is the word, but doesn't say anything as the wormhole closes. So Stan's gone. You guys sad to see no. Stan go? I'm not, because I don't really know his voice well. So I was struggling with that one. So I'm glad he's dead. Or he's not dead. He's just home and going to make babies with an ugly blonde woman. I hope Stewie's introduced so I can Named name him. Named Mog. Mog. Chris of... and Mog. So I don't know. Maybe he's polygamous. Maybe that's something to do with American Dad. Or is it misspelled and supposed to be Meg? Uh, it says Mog. Meg is family guy, right? Right. Yeah. So is Chris. I don't know, man. So is Rhode Island. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like Family Guy, says the bronze kneecap. Yeah. So maybe it's supposed to be Meg. Uh, I don't know, man. 
Uh, I'm gonna go with Mog. I right. think that's that's better for this story. <laughs> yeah, Mog, Chris, and Mog. <laughs> Good old Moggy. <laughs> Everyone has a moment of mourning. And Mog's a slut. <laughs> Along with the enemy to show respect. So the enemy has a moment of mourning for Stan. For the person that they shot. Yeah, they're good people. The Viet Cong take off their helmets <laughs> and take a knee with their hands up high for at least one national anthem. I mean, he got three for scoring the winning touchdown. But, you know, one is something, I guess. They are enemies. That's true. I hate America. Garfield breaks the silence with manly resistance. Garfield just said he hates America. I thought he loved America I just know. like 17 minutes ago. The bronze kneecap reveals a hand from his kneecap slot choking Garfield. <laughs> Garfield, yes. I thought you're a stronger man than this. Don't you go to church on Sundays? Not this Sunday, Garfield says in manly depression for the forsaking of his only true savior and beer pong teammate, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do you forsake someone after you're their beer pong teammate, man? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's fucked. I've I've still got the same teammate that I've always had. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any teammates at it. So I'm pretty good at ping pong. Yeah. I'm better at beer pong. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite as skilled of a game, is it? Jesus is apparently very good Depends at it. Depends on how late of the night it is. Jesus is better at beer pong than he is at being a good friend of Garfield because he forsook Garfield. Because or did Garfield forsake him? I'm confused by that by that sentence there. I think Garfield forsaked him. I thought he was saying Jesus forsook him because I think the word's forsook. I'll just stick with forsake. But I it think, sticks with my idiot. I think Jesus forsook him because he let Stan get shot. But I don't know. Anyway. Well, man up, Garfield. Stop acting like a pussy liberal and get yourself together. (laughs) The bronze kneecap slaps Garfield in his chiseled cheeks to remember who he is. Garfield doesn't flinch as the grip reminds him of soft baby touch. The only reason we're here is to get Robbie and make him rotten. Now I suggest you take that flutter hand off me before you come the busted kneecap. The bronze kneecap lets go of Garfield as the boat continues on the journey to assassinate the general. All right, so we're into the next phase. You guys ready? Okay. Yeah. You feeling good? Yeah. You losing your minds yet? We're deep in the jungle. It is getting harder to keep track of what the fuck's going on. <laughs> it get, the end is pretty pretty strong. And in my head, I keep trying to compare it to the movie and be like, where are we? The boat ride. Yeah, um, well, I know. Yeah, but... uh, who just died? Uh, Well, Stan just died. Yeah, no, but... um, It was Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Yeah. Cook? Chef? That's where so that's no, that's was, where we're at. Lawrence Fishburne just cooked. just yeah. died and fell over the side. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we ready yes. to get on to the next phase? Is there a concert coming up? <laughs> I I think they skipped that part. Two minutes later, the crew spot a medium-sized rowboat containing two elderly people and their valuables. That boat's coming awful close. Kenny says with paranoid suspicion. Maybe we should do an inspection. That is wrong and foolhardy, Kenny. We should leave those people alone, Garfield says with honor. I have a better idea. We should inspect their boat in case they're going to kill us. Garfield justifies with original thought. <laughs> Literally what Kenny just said. Brilliant plan, Garfield, the bronze kneecap says with excitement. Isn't that the worst? When you have a great idea and everyone's like, no, fuck that. And then someone else has that idea. And then they're like, yeah, that's good. I Does like that happen that. on this show? No, because every idea on this show comes from me. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, that's not entirely true. Like, you put together the intro, although I sent you the pieces. You came up with the stupid overlay. We're not supposed to talk about our show. All right, let's keep going. Sorry. You guys contribute so much to our show, and I love you both. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Been ready the whole time, man. Fuck you, George. (laughs) Brilliant plan, Garfield. The bronze kneecap says with excitement. Their boat reaches up to the elderly couple as they both share a moment of epic stare down. Excuse us, but this is an inspection check. So let us into your boat or else. The bronze kneecap intimidates as he points at his knee. Don't make me use this. (laughs) Intimidates or? Yeah, intimidates. Or intimates. Uh, it's intimidates, and I know how to read. But if you'd like to look yourself, I N T I M I D A T. I'm not saying that you're. He says intimidates it wrong. throughout this. Basically, I know. I'm whenever, asking if he wrote the wrong word. I'm not no, asking if you're reading. Because whenever the wrong word. he, whenever he wants to say they intimidated someone, he says they. He says that he intimidates. Like instead of says he, I like it. I think it, it's simpler, right? You yeah, I'm on like, Dan's team for this one. All right. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's like, instead of being like, he said in an intimidating manner, just he intimidates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Don't make me use this. Blah, blah, blah. They're not getting on my boat. The elderly man resists. See, again, he it, just, it doesn't say he says in a resisting manner. It just says he resists. Eustace, please let the nice American GIs inspect our boat. Is, the old, is this the cowardly dog couple? I don't know. The old lady with... They're old. I don't know. It doesn't say anything more. The old lady with curly white hair shrieks in calm assurance. Listen up, crackers. Ooh. <laughs> Listen up, crackers. Black Dynamite says with command of second person in charge. Let us check your boat for suspicion and shit. And we can be on our way. You dig? Oh, God. What do you want me to do? I don't know. It's like worse to say I think we need to watch Boys in the Hood again. <laughs> nope. The bald elderly, elderly man crosses his arms in stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's I stubborn. Love, I love dude. how you pause automatically just it's, waiting for the reaction. Because it's I just love ridiculous. the way this guy uses language. It's like, you know, Shakespeare made shit up. Why can't this guy? You this, know? this guy has that same issue that uh, the guy in the office has. Like, why use why use many, many word when few word, word do? <laughs> that's Kevin. Yeah, that's a great that's a great bit. Um, all right. So no, uh, nope. The bald man says he's in stubborn. Last chance, bald man. Garfield threatens like beast, ready to be set loose through his lazy demeanor. Black dynamite inspects the boat, anyways. That's it. I'm getting me mallet, the old man says as he goes through his own belongings, pulling out a log-sized wide mallet. Holy cheese and crackers, he's got a weapon, Kenny shrieks. Everyone releases a volley of bullets into the couple without hesitation. (laughs) Fuck, they were ready. They were ready to fuck them up. Shredding the old couple to kibbles and bits as they plead with their <laughs> with, they plead with their lives, but in vain, toward the ear-splitting sound of automatic weapons. Meanwhile, Black Dynamite was able to swiftly inspect around the bullets in milliseconds. Got a dog. Thanks to his kung fu. While y'all gung-ho shooting asses were busy, I found this dog, which he, we can keep. He's a little stupid. <laughs> but that's all what Black Dynamite could find. <laughs> no more lines black dynamite stop 
It's uncomfortable. Garfield inspects the dog while standing still. Does the dog have lines? Please tell me the dog has lines at some point. Smells like Odie. Garfield smells like (laughs) Bloodhound, but better. Must be trash. Drown it in the river. (laughs) (laughs) The poor dog. Dude, Garfield is a fucking cutthroat. No, Garfield, says Odie. Well, he hates America. His voice is quite... I know, that was weird, right? This just came out of nowhere. And then they just drop it. Says Odie, whose voice is quite articulate for a mute dog only Garfield can hear. Don't drown me, Garfield. Just take me back home with John. Please, Garfield. I'm too weak and emasculated to go with you on this journey. (laughs) Flattery will get you nowhere, Mutt, Garfield says with 1% amusement. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Garfield. Just take me home. Someone, please. Oh, he pleads like crying liberal on Bush re-election day. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Odie. Oh, God. (laughs) such a little bitch. I'll take him home, says Black Dynamite, only to stay away from you crazy crackers. All right, we're getting rid of Black Dynamite. <laughs> what, are you going to kill him off? No. Your futile attempt to return a worthless mutt will be remembered by your actions today, Black Dynamite. I have some respect for you. Garfield <laughs> nods some. with smooth respect. Sure, Garfield. Just don't let the white man get on my ass, all right? <laughs> Good lord. This is fucking... Black dynamite, black dynamites. <laughs> what? Black dynamite, black dynamites? Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. This is a first where we've clipped... This is all turning red. All right, all right, I'm sorry. This is... <laughs> the only response Garfield gives to relate to his brother, Black Dynamite, was looking down his with a brother? Mus- yeah, apparently... Was looking down with a muscled fist in the air. I understand, brother. Black Dynamite awkwardly returns the gesture as he looks around to see where he could leave. Just too bad you'll have to swim there, Garfield says with annoyance. Black Dynamite doesn't swim. Then let me give you a boost. You guys ready for this? Garfield says as he kneel. Uh, the Are you ready for this? Was from me to you too. Yeah. Okay. Garfield says as he kneels down like chivalrous knight with his hands positioned together. Black Dynamite leaps off the boat, soaring 7,000 feet in the air, while Garfield performs 14 million cartwheels by the second to charge his throwing power, forming Black Dynamite into a perfectly sphered ball and throwing him across to the other side of the globe. Kobe... Garfield basketballs a layup. <laughs> nice. All right. Oh, I think the physics of that checks out. Yeah. No. I have no problem up. with that. Yeah. The math adds it's up. like he fucking Sonic the Hedgehog him. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Kobe. The crew finally approached Robbie's castle, which was around the corner. The only reason they were able to know because was there was a billboard surrounding his castle reading. Welcome to Robbie's supervillain emporium of secret castles. We would like to not be obvious with our hideout, so please don't tell anybody or else you're banned. (laughs) Very descriptive. Very clear. The boat enters into the hideout and parks ashore as everyone steps off. They walk down the beach for ten minutes. I love when boats park. (laughs) You got to, man. You got to dock. You know? People aren't the only ones who can dock with each other. (laughs) With Matt Damon. (laughs) Is that going on their show? Well, yeah, why not? They walk down the beach for <laughs> 10 minutes as nothing happens. I mean, listen, they do fanfic. I'm sure there's been stuff about docking. 
Also, we got to tie in us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we're That's doing it. That's the part we got to tie in. Yeah. yeah, why not? I mean, now they want to know why it's docking with Matt Damon topic. is a thing. I think we need to make that one of our t-shirts about docking. It has to be a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> this just gets worse and worse. It just needs to be like two hot dogs. <laughs> How do you get one hot dog inside the other hot dog? I don't know yet. One ho- you got to poke a hole in one to put the other one inside. Okay, listen, let's focus here, guys. We're almost there, okay? We're going to meet Robbie Rotten. Hot docking? Hot docking, <laughs> yes. Uh, the bronze kneecap suddenly transmorphs like the book series Animorphs into a giant plasma screen TV with surround sound and bass-boosted speakers. <laughs> I love the description. <laughs> yeah, man. Not just some pansy ass tv this is legit blood and visceral meat spurt and tear <laughs> from their joints as his guttural and violent dying screams are muffled out as the screen flashes white so this is not a comfortable transformation one <laughs> one might assume as uh as the screen flashes white revealing president obama giving a rain check on garfield uh garfield i hope your mission to take care of robbie rotten is going well and you didn't lose anyone on the way, Obama says in TV as he sees only Garfield and Ken covered in a thick layer of bile, blood, and bits of entrails, except for Garfield. <laughs> I told you, it's like a theme. Like, uh, well, he's clean kitty. He is clean kitty. Not a clean kitty. He's just clean kitty. In TV. Oh, well, uh, good luck on your wacky adventures. He tells them in asshole-like manner as the TV turns off with dozens of Robbie's tribal goons dressed as aboriginals surrounding the last crewman and Garfield. Oh, great. Now we're doomed, Garfield. Doomed, Kenny yells in frustration. Calm down, you thick slab of horse meat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Garfield said with peak suggestion. What you need to do is get angry. Uh, what? Kenny said in dumbass reader. <laughs> okay, this is tough. Kenny said in dumbass reader who is reading this and not knowing what's going to happen yet. Jeez, get an imagination. I can't always write this stuff, you know. What are you guys expecting of me? Another last lasagna sequel? I'm just a grown, cis, white male man. Not to be confused as a mailman. That's a little side note from the author, apparently. I was going to say, is he talking about himself? To us, the- yeah. That's okay. breaking the fourth wall. You're fourth getting wall. so many examples of it, Chris. Fuck off. Uh, Garfield and Kenny are soon unconscious by two blows to the back of the head, except for Garfield, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who is, who is pretending to be knocked out like Oscar-winning actor Jaden Smith, just so he could get closer to Robbie Rotten's castle. Will Smith. Son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've just we're accepting shit now, right? <laughs> Kenny wakes up from his short slumber and sees the civilized goons dressed like Robbie Rotten, who seem to be paid to do this job, are poking their sharp spears into Kenny's body. Garfield Ouch. Yeah. Garfield, on the other hand, is disinterested in the tribesmen as his fit teenage body bends their weapons like chiseled butter melting on hot greasy pan chiseled butter yeah (laughs) chiseled butter man you ever seen butter sculptures are amazing they're really great is it really chiseled i assume they chisel them i don't know how do you fucking chisel butter i don't know make it really cold first 
You can chisel anything. Why not? You just need a chisel. <laughs> Garfield sits down into a meditative position like Great Himalayan Dalai Lama and concentrates. Kenny, you must search deep within yourself and take off your shoes. What? Uh, what my, uh, my boots got to do, uh, do with anything? Kenny growling, more rage filled from the constant poking. That's right. Use your rage and your boots. Fill your senses with lasagna of the mind and layer victory with strategy with your boots. Garfield's third eye expands the rock of a skull. Kenny has to reveal his one true purpose. His third eye? Like his penis? No, no. Tell me you know what a third eye is, Chris. <laughs> your dick hole. Fucking A, Chris. No! God damn it. Well, this is definitely our show now. <laughs> the third eye is the eye that sees into the spirit world, man. Come on, you've never seen any paintings of like Indian gods with the fucking eyeball in the middle of their head? <laughs> the dick! The dick hole! I'm so fucking... Chris has got docking on Wait, the were line. you serious? I'm fucking crying! Were, were you serious? <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were joking. Okay. Oh, oh my god. We gotta finish this story. Do no, we? Oh, this is yeah. a whole story right here. We can do a show on just that fucking sentence. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, sorry, fan. All right. <laughs> Garfield's third eye expl- expands so he can dock with Chris. <laughs> God. Chris, it's expanding for you. The rock of a skull, Kenny has to (laughs) The rock of a skull? Yes, apparently Kenny's head is a skull. (laughs) Wait, Kenny's The rock of a skull. Kenny's skull is a rock, yes. Has to reveal his one true purpose. Kenny inserts his hands into each of his boots. Now he's wearing his boots on his hands. You ever do that as a kid? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. He feels his hands entwining with the material like sexual pleasure, orgasmic Garfield gives to sexy high school cheerleaders, (laughs) teachers, and sometimes janitors if they ask nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Seems a little aggressive unnecessary detail there that's how he's holding inside his shoes his eyes glow bright red with flames of rage this is kenny remember and passion pumped through his veins like buses going in and out of a tunnel or two dicks docking that's crazy they talk about docking in this story he casually removes his ropes off his body and stares into one of the tribesmen you know what these are Kenny asks the man across who's literally shitting his pants. (laughs) (laughs) No, quivers the helpless man, soon understanding what his fate is. These are my winter boots, roars the fearsome Kenny, slamming his boot through the man's face like a punch and mauling the rest of the others in gory, treaded fashion. This one's for Broad's kneecap, Kenny yells, ripping a man's spine out from Mortal Kombat. Nice. <laughs> From Mortal Kombat. This, one, this one's for everyone at home, he says, crushing another man's head between his boots. And most of all, this is for you, Twin Towers! Ah! Oh Kenny rips and tears exactly 2,996 people to death in honor of those who died from that horrendous attack. Ah. Nope, don't like it. I don't like... I don't like that being in here uh i love you new york he screams from top of his lungs 
as he and Garfield make their way to the top of the castle, leaving rows of bodies behind them. Are you guys comfortable with the? I'm Twin starting. Towers I'm starting thing? to think that it's like not a fanfic, but it's it's more of like a coded message for ISIS people. Oh, you think so? This feels like pro-American. Garfield Maybe, hates America. He, he had a moment of weakness because Jesus forsook him for letting Stan get shot. Oh, man. I don't know, man. I was I, too busy looking at red lights. I don't know honest. how. I'm sorry, man. I got really into it. I don't know how. I mean, there could be a deeper layer to this because the surface layer is just fucking epically deep. You know, I feel like we're in like 500 feet of water, 500,000 feet, really. All right. Anyway, they they do a fanfic on suck my fanfic. They do one of um, it's it's a Harry Potter twin tower. What? Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Oh, that's not the worst. There's an Anne Frank Goku fanfic that they read. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's a little off putting. Uh, Kenny busts down a large reinforced door with a massive swing of his boots. He breathes heavy, his eyes filled with rage as he looks er anywhere for Robbie Rotten in the main bunker of the facility. He hears a small noise and rushes out before slipping on a banana peel and knocking himself out. Stupid fucking Kenny. What an idiot, right? Fucking he's Rips almost 3,000 people in half and then slips on a banana peel. Yeah, man. None of the fucking blood... From almost 3,000 people he's ripped in half, well, but a banana peel. Dude, it's you know the rules of banana peels. If they're there, you're <laughs> you going to slip, slip on, on them. them. Yeah. All right. Garfield strolls in the newly opened room and finds Kenny splayed on the floor like wanting, lustful woman. <laughs> it's like there was <laughs> no love... sex in the story, but he just felt like he had to add, like, sexy words. <laughs> I love how that came together you like those like my did you like my pauses yeah, yeah. no it definitely added to it although i prefer lustful lasagna which he refers to earlier in the story over lustful women i, I think lustful lasagna is definitely yeah, that's, that's a sexier good. picture i'd smoke a cannoli for that <laughs> he shakes his head and pops two rippling biceps and passes by kenny that'll do boot hands that'll do garfield says with slight respect for his best high school friend kenny Garfield uses his keen night vision eyesight to spot a bald-headed man silhouetted against the fire. You guys ready? This is it. We're in the heart of darkness. This is the moment. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> so the guy's voice. So this guy, Robbie Rotten, is from a apparently from a kid, sh an Icelandic kid show called Lazy Town, and he kind of talks like Ace Ventura. So it's like, all righty then. Well, 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 it seems you found my secret hiding spot, Mr. Garfield. I'm sure it was all too easy for you, wasn't it? Said the mysterious man. I feel like this is better casting, really, than um, Marlon Brando. I mean, Marlon Brando did okay, but, you know, Robbie Rotten, this is fucking next level. This is visionary. <laughs> yeah, like, like shroom visions. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah, I'm Garfield. Garfield says, an overwhelming confidence that inspires wind behind him. <laughs> so confident the wind picks up. And I'm here to take care of some business with you, scrotum face. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Thanos? You're about to look like him, infidel. Um, why is he about to look like Thanos? 
Scrotum face. All oh, those right. And then he calls and him an infidel, which is a weird word for Garfield to use. Says Garfield in crack knuckles. <laughs> what? <laughs> that in was cracked a, knuckles? In crack knuckles. In crack knuckles? In cracked knuckles. Okay. He reaches into his jacket, something comforting and lethal to Robbie Rotten. I don't think you understand why I'm even here in the first place, don't you, Garfield? I have ascended beyond this silly war. Past the Viet Cong, the United States even, dare I say it, I have even grown past the 9-11 World Trade Center attacks on September 11th, 2001. You're a goddamn madman, Robbie. Am I damned, my orange friend? Who is the real damned one? Is it the moment when we first breathe that God has damned us to an eternity of hell upon this world just to forsake us when we die? I don't know. I question myself these things every single day of my existence of this shallow world. Nothing has been able to make me cope with the thought that we are all being pulled by the strings here. Garfield, you were drafted to find me. Forced to leave all that you know and love for what? Some retard with boots on his hands and a god who doesn't even care. Is this truly what you wanted out of life, Garfield? You're young, full of potential, and all others do is exploit your gifts for their own personal gain. That is your destiny, Garfield. A tool, forever (laughs) manipulated for the vices of others. Is this how you want to live your life? Experiencing the horrors of the machines controlling your existence? The Combine. What are you going to do when you have everything that you love taken away from you? Only the Combine can decide your fate. The horror, Garfield. The horror. The horror. Man, that was a long monologue. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to say the word that we hate to say. I cringed. (laughs) But I read it, so I feel okay about it. Do you feel, do you feel like I'm, I'm not as good for having said it? No. Okay. You feel okay with it, George? There's part of me that still wants to stupid it. I don't feel okay with a lot of the things (laughs) that you said. (laughs) I I haven't said them. I've read them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, out loud. Dude, like when you're a kid (laughs) and you, want to go tell on someone for swearing it's like the most exciting thing right because you can be like mommy mommy johnny said fuck (laughs) she's like okay no he said fuck he told me to fuck off (laughs) no i get it no mama he said fuck (laughs) like okay i'm an only child so the point is i don't understand if you're quoting someone else you can say it yeah it's okay i'm I'm i had that moment with like quoting tom petty and shit yeah, exactly, like man. Like singing, singing on. Yes. So that's how I feel about this. That rule still applies, even though I'm much older now. Garfield slowly pulls out his lasagna Zippo lighter and a cannoli cigarette in his veiny paws <laughs> and lights one up to smoke. I just wanted to leave you a message by the government. What on earth could that pointless government ever say to influence me? Garfield takes a long drag, drag on his ciggy and flicks it to the ground and says this one line. Stop being mean. Robbie Rotten contemplates on Garfield's powerful words. You know what, Garfield? I think you're right. I should stop being mean. Yeah, and maybe get some cancer while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Garfield advises Robbie Rotten in his childish humor, like Big Papa to Little Baby. <laughs> You're right, Garfield. I should. Thank you for converting my ways and making me a better person in life. God bless America and fuck Osama Bin Laden, says the converted patriot Robbie Rotten. Does this mean that he's going to go get cancer? Because... That's what he told him to go do. Because Garfield says go get cancer, and he goes, you're right, Garfield, I should. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> what that means. Um, anytime, cow... Or, I'm sorry. <clears throat> anytime, cowboy, says Garfield with cool 2001 sunglasses that were popular at the time. Robbie Rotten shakes Garfield's beautifully masculine hand with respect and guidance as he heads out of the castle and disappears into the depths of the Vietnamese jungle. Kenny wakes up from his knockout nappy nap and rubs his <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. And All rubs right. his head with boot heel. What in Frenchy Flounders Pounders just happened? Garfield turns to Kenny with the early morning sun rising behind his marvel of a face and says History. Kenny releases tears of joy, realizing that they have done something the US government couldn't. They've finished the Vietnam War. Thank you for helping me unleash my powers. Now you ready to finish high school, Garfield? Actually, that game was the last day of our senior year, Kenny. We've graduated. Oh, well, I guess I'll see you in college, friend. I definitely owe you one in the future. Please mention it as often as possible. I've got other plans, Kenny. Well, geez louise, Garfield. What type of plans do you got then? Said Kenny, and almost angry, but he knows what company he's around. I'm not sure, Kenny, but for some reason, I'm hungry for a little bit more, Garfield says, in curious wonderment as he looks up at the fading starry sky. Also, you won't graduate with our class, Kenny. Oh, for Pete's sake. Audience can laughter. CCR Fortunate Son plays. Curtains. Wow. There you go. I'm actually tired. <laughs> do you, yeah. That, we... that wore me out. <laughs> you didn't even fucking read it. I know. How do you feel? Uh, it was... it it, Dude, you get into it. You fucking get into you do. it. It's like... Very well done. What he does really, really well, it's fucking insanely ridiculous. But what he does well is he really does like... Like Apocalypse Now kind of like just works you into this world where by the time you're like fucking at the end, you're just like, my fucking mind is mush. Yep. Right? He did really well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, are you glad I didn't do the coin flip? Yeah. I don't know because I don't know what the other one was. The other ones were not, not that good. I had a King Kong one where they like the natives like captured everyone on the boat on the boat and like tickled their feet. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah that was a weird one that sounds there, like a barbarella thing and then there was a teen titans crossover with um the crow teen what? titans crossover with the crow that was the other one i was gonna do oh man fire it up but that one wasn't it wasn't great and like the crow it was just like it was one of those deals where it wasn't really anything about the crow they were just like hey let's just do put these together it wasn't. It wasn't great, and they were both super duper short. So, um, Chris, what did you think of it? Like, that give a, us a quick. That was a ton of fun. The yeah. references. That, 
He tied in so, so many, many so yeah. many things. Just insane. Ton of fun. Lots, lots of laughs for a bunch of reasons. But um, we do a one through ten scale on our show. So how many stars do you give it, Chris? Out of ten, I'm gonna have to go with my gut and say nine. Yes, yes. All right, George. What do you got, man? I don't know what to compare it to. <laughs> That's my. Pro- I think about when we first started our Are you show. Touching your nipples, Chris. When we first, when we first started you gave our this show, a higher rating than you gave Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> when we first started the show, it was just visceral. Yep. This is the number. Yep. I have nothing to compare it to other than yours, so That's it's a right. nine. All right, mine's like a nine point five. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Eight point five. All right. <laughs> I mean. How it much was, did you enjoy it, George? It, I laughed a lot. I don't know if... I mean, I didn't laugh with it. I laughed at it. But I think that was laughing with it. Clearly, it was meant to be fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I think... I think I want to give it like a seven. Yeah? Because it was fair. definitely really funny. Yeah. But I would never listen to that again. <laughs> like It's like Apocalypse if, Now, man. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they were to... If there was a sequel to that, yeah, you know what? I'd pro- I'd probably listen to he that. He has a bunch more Garfield stories. Okay, I changed my mind. <laughs> now that it's there, now that it's there, and I have the option, I've just realized I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's gonna. Yeah, All right, a seven's seven. good. A seven. seven's good. Um, uh, so I think that I would probably give it like a like an eight. Um, there's like two, like two areas of improvement. I felt like the middle got a little slow. Um, and like, just like the movie. Yeah. Like it was, it didn't really have a lot of momentum, like while they were going down the river and stuff. Um, but the beginning is just fucking solid gold. And the end is also really, really good. Um, I get that. Like he wants to do the super serious monologue, um, that, that he does in the movie, but, I don't know. I felt like that was a little having to read it out loud was a bit exhausting. And like, I think that it, the humor is lost after the first like two sentences, you know, you need the horror, the horror, but other than that, you don't really need any of the rest of that. The only other thing I give it negative marks for, but really the biggest thing I give it negative marks for is Garfield never once in the whole fucking thing says he hates Mondays. How do you have a goddamn Garfield story and not once say you hate Mondays? That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. The I hate America. He should have just said I hate Mondays. He never ate anything, but he did. He did smoke a couple cannolis. Yes, and he intimated that he was going to fuck lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely had a sexual relationship. Did he intimidate the lasagna into sex? No, you don't intimidate the lasagna. You say something in intimidate. Um, yeah, dude, that was so good. That was so funny. When I saw it, I was like, dude, we've got to read this. This is fantastic. Cause like I was looking up things that I thought made sense to have fanfic and I was struggling to find solid stuff. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I, I'm struggling. Like, let's expand this. Let's do some of the other movies. And Apocalypse Now was like the last fucking movie on my list to think there would be a fic about. And then I came across this and it fucking glowed like the Holy Grail, man. I was like, we're fucking doing this. So uh, what did you think of my voices? Like, I've done a lot of voices on our show. Dude. And they really suck. I uh, I tried really hard. Like, I actually did some research into some of these I characters. really enjoyed that you did the voices for all of them, but there were a few times that I... 
I'm not sure if you were doing the wrong voice. Or I popped if, out of voice a lot of times. Yeah. So yeah. there were a few times that because of that, I had to stop and be like, wait, who's talking right yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. Now what, what swagger do they have? Because it's changed. It's tough because like the way that I get into a voice in my head is like, I say their catchphrase in my head and then I like start talking like them. It, it's a lot easier. Like with Hank Hill, I couldn't get into Hank Hill until I said, I'll tell you what. Right. And once I said that, I was like, I fucking yep. know how to be Hank Hill now. But, like, I couldn't do that in my head while reading out loud. Right. So, like, I would struggle, like, with the Kenny accent. And even with Garfield a couple of times, which the Garfield voice, I literally just made up. I was like, I want to sound disinterested. Yeah, you sounded more like Heathcliff. I thought I sounded more like fucking uh, Clear Eyes guy. Ben Stein, Ben Stein. No, clear I didn't, eyes I didn't. helps moisture eyes, dry eyes. No, I'm still getting Heathcliff. That's all right. I mean, I don't care. I'm gonna be a lot less negative and say that was fucking awesome. Yeah, well, thank you, man. I mean, it was. I can see where George is coming from, but that's like the only thing I can say. Though, like, I did really enjoy the fact that you were doing the voices. I think that really lent to, like, I don't think I would have enjoyed this reading it. Right. Hearing it out loud, I tried to make it's it pop. fucking hilarious. I tried to make it pop. And, like, it was super long, but I was like, I emailed uh, I emailed the guys, and I was like, hey, do you, do you guys mind? Like, I want to read this whole thing. And, they, and um, they said, yeah, dude. Like, our theory on our show is, like, let the story take as long as the story takes. Because I was thinking about, like, leaving out the football part at the beginning, but it sets such a perfect tone for the story. Yeah, you need that. Like, that in itself is a good story. Yeah, like, well, just I the mean, football game. And the fucking World Trade Center towers on his arms. Where and, are you going? Dude, we're literally rapping. I've, just, I've been holding it for a long time. I got the... Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. George couldn't wait fucking five seconds to wrap this up so that he I've could I've been waiting for, like, a yeah. long time. All right. Well, anyway, I had a great time doing this. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity, Alex and We're, Ryan. Hopefully Alex and Ryan, thank you yeah. so much. That was really cool to uh, to be involved in your show like this. Yeah, and you got their show uh, kicks back on. They they have seasons. We should have seasons. Maybe once we get through Z, we'll do another season. But anyway, that starts like next week. So I'm. You mean we'll do another that. year? Yeah, we will. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But anyway. Um, Thanks again, and uh, check our show out if you get a chance. Like, you know, when you're done listening to literally fucking everything else on your list, uh, check out the Movie Cellar. We do basically the same bullshit every week. Um, we just talk about movies and yell at each other. So, yeah. And I'm really dumb, so. You're great, man. <laughs> Third eye's the dumb. dick <laughs> it's just It's just uninformed. Uninformed opinions, man. We brought them tonight. I was impressed. That was fun. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. That was all right.